The best part of spring cleaning is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless, and then Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data, unlimited talk and text, delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone and any Mint Mobile plan and bring your own phone number. Along with your existing contacts, ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. My team here, they're on Mint Mobile and they like it. For a fraction of the cost, Mint Mobile proved to have excellent coverage with no drop calls or unsent texts. Plus, they make it super easy for me to activate my device just by following a few simple steps online. And bam, done. To get this new customer offer and the new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash literally. That's mintmobile.com slash literally. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash literally. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What do you want to know about me? Who are you dating? Oh my God. <laughs> okay, back to you now. You opened it up. Hey, everybody, it's literally and it's me. And today is a very special day. A very special day that I may live to regret. Uh, I've let the fox into the hen house. John Owen Lowe, my son, is my guest. Um, we are together in the studio today in honor of the great news that our show that we co-created together and star in called Unstable, which is currently streaming right now on Netflix, is getting a second season. Yay! Um, and so here to talk about that and, um, God knows what else is going to come out of this young man's mouth. I don't know. Fair warning. I have no control over him. Here we go. What's your favorite episode of literally, would you say? <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard one. I'm not kidding. Mom got really mad that I didn't listen to hers, but she's livid. I don't think I've ever heard one. I think I've heard snippets. I've heard... Where, where, what is your exposure then to this podcast? Your, your Instagram feed, you'll post, you know, what guest was on. And if it's somebody I'm interested in, I'll go, yeah, I should listen to that. And then I make it like, <laughs> like three to five minutes in and you're talking a lot. I'm talking a lot. It, yeah. You, you're sort of co-opting their space. You think, do you think I co-opt people's space a little on this bit. show? Yeah, I do. I do in my, in my experience. From what I've heard. But again, I'm not a good but, test but, of that. But so you would like this show better if I were just straight asking questions. Well, I mean, I'm biased, right? So it's like I hear your voice and I go, oh, okay. So it could be anything. You could just say, oh, that's really interesting. And I might turn it off. So you don't. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's not that bad. But no, I, 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 you know, you had Eric Andre on. I think I listened mm -hmm. to a lot of that one. <laughs> what? I just can't think of any others. You can't think of um, I don't know. I, I've heard you on other podcasts that you've popped into a few podcasts that I will listen to. I'm what? happy to promote um, another podcast on your podcast. Yeah, well, go ahead. Fire away. <laughs> who, who's, who, who's good? Uh, I liked you on Smartless. Those guys. I know. It's like liking the Yankees. It is. By the way, you're, you brought our dog to the studio today, and he's now standing. 
Oscar. On the control console. Oscar. Come here, buddy. Oh, he's just going to sit there now. He's being a very good dog. Um, so what, I mean, so here's my question for you. Yeah. Well, and listen, I'm happy when people take the show over. I'm sure you are. Um, did you have to do prep for this? I, what was your prep? I didn't want to humiliate you. I've seen your sheets. Yeah. They, they lay around the house, your prep sheets. Yeah. So I'm curious as to what, what mine was like. Short. Oh. Uh, I, I, did, so. I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to have a, a, a sheet for you because mm-hmm. it'd be embarrassing because it would say filmography yeah, and it'd be like, there'd be like three things. It would be a cue. It's a, it's a cue card and it just has my birthday on it. So you don't forget. And then like how old I am, which son I am. Like this is the, it says, this is not the one that you spoke to this morning. That's right. And, and it's I, the other one. And I don't mean to be mean because this is this is a public record, but it's like the sheets they give Biden. You walk into the Oval Office. You take questions for five minutes. Yeah. You leave. Like I, you think that I have that for 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 you? Where it's like this is not Matthew. That's this right. Is John Owen. He's yeah. the second son. Yeah, I, I think that I think names are probably even dangerous for you. They are. So it just says like, you know. The slightly blonder, maybe, you know, more built, less positive son. And then you go, oh, right, that's a, that's that one. Well, I now, I, I don't mix you guys up because you have a tattoo now. I have three tattoos. That's right. I don't consider those other ones tattoos. They're too small. This is, that's not small. No, that's a tattoo. And this is not small. The other one is small. Describe for our listeners the new tattoo you got. It is a frog looking through an empty glass and you can see the reflection of the frog through the glass. It's original. It, it's cute. I don't know. I like it. I actually like it. I'm down with it. Like I, I, I've been out of a job for quite a few months. I got my ears pierced and a tattoo. It's not going well for me. And you're painting now. That is going well. Yeah, I'm painting now. And you're painting now. I am. And you, I'm I'm enjoying it. I inspired you. You did. You do. Do you, no, no. You 100% inspired me to paint. But what's it's interesting because it's in our our family. My my great grandpa was a, a WPA uh, painter. What is that? Work projects. W work projects of work projects of America during the depression. Mm-hmm. I mean, work projects. Thank you. Works pro, pro, yeah during the depression. Um, the government paid artists to paint and he oh, wow. was one of them. And then of, cool. co- of course my brother Justin is, is a well-known installation artist. Yeah, and- Justin's work is really I think having now have more having more experience with sort of the physical medium of art, like paints or whatever you want to call it. I can see I can see Justin's work and go, oh my God, that's I can't imagine how much time some of this stuff would take. It's yeah. it's incredible. His, you know, his work is on the walls on Unstable on the set. That's all Justin's work. That's what I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Those are all his pieces. We would have been screwed with the Unstable set because, you know, you need really expensive contemporary art in those. Right. In those kind of lab, modern laboratories. So thank God Justin, Lowe, shout out to Justin Lowe to providing the, the, the art on the wall for Unstable. For what? You've already forgotten about it. <laughs> Feels like a lifetime ago. You're just you're just been cowed by <laughs> by uh, whatever. Like, don't talk about your shit during I the writer's strike. I, you know, I was a company man. Yeah, you walked. The, you were on the picket line the very first day of the writer's strike, and many other days. And yeah, sure. it's true. Many other days. It's true. Oh yeah. T- I, give me some. Give me some. Uh, I mean, I I was on the line for for. Uh, I saw one, you out there. Yeah, once. I did. Yeah, I did my thing. Um, but my experience on the picket line is obviously different than yours. What was, uh, you have any takeaways? <laughs> I, w- I will say this, you know, in a non, you know, to not take this opportunity to crack a joke or anything. I think I was always taken aback at how positive the writers and actors and IATSE members that were there to support and, uh, you know, pre-SAG, pre-WGA folks, everyone there was always carried themselves with, with an energy that was very welcoming and encouraging. And 
you know, you'd expect to go there and it would be a bunch of defeated folks out of work. And it wasn't like that. So I always had a good time. I, I mean, it, you keep your wits about you. You know, you're not there to have like a, like I never felt like I was there to party or for a celebration because it stinks. It's, you know, we're out of jobs. We're putting other people out of jobs and it's for a common goal. So um, you're not like hooping and hollering around, but it's, there's a, a, a certain necessary encouragement and positive energy that they always maintained and the strike captains and yeah, it's, this one, five, six months, five, how long was it? Five long, months. Long time. Yeah. That's it was a long time. Second longest strike we've ever had. Are you excited to go back to work? Yeah, I'm so excited. I don't know if you can hear my stomach right now, but my stomach is excited. I haven't eaten today. Me neither. Really? Are yeah. you doing intermittent fasting again? I am. Mm, you need it. And I'm, I'm starting a bone broth cleanse oh, on yeah. Thursday. Good for you. It's about time. Well, I, I'm going to be on camera in a month now. We're starting because now that the strike is winding down slash over, we start season two of Unstable. That's right. Let's go. Listen, congratulations, man. It's, see, you know, you're new. I hope you realize how incredible <laughs> the accomplishment is of getting a show on the air, then getting a show picked up for season two. It's it's a big deal, man. It reminds me of the time when I came to you to talk about Grace Point, which is this independent film I did a couple years back. And I forget what the auspices were under which this was said, but you were like, let me tell you something. Everybody always remembers their first leading role. And I was like, well, you say that as if it's a, that's a common thing. It is. I, don't I, don't, I still a, don't understand what, I don't understand the point of that story. Cause you act as if there's a playbook. Cause you've been doing this for so long. You forgot how I think like, you know, normal people, oh, Oscar's on the control panel. It's like, that's like saying like everybody remembers their first kiss. Yes. How many people do you think are doing leading roles? Oh, I see. It's the word everybody that threw you. Yeah. So it would have been, it would have more, more impactful for you had I said, you know, the actors who had the opportunity to play leading men. No, it, nothing, it, it wouldn't have ever been more impactful. I, everything you say sort of has a. Okay. Well, let me give you a lesson here. Oh boy. So when you're doing publicity, which this in theory is. Okay. I've threw you I threw you a fastball, not even a fastball, a batting practice right down the middle pitch to hit out of the park to talk about unstable. Yeah. And instead you pivoted to a different your, project. Your, your first leading man project that will probably never see the light of day. Hold on. Let me let, let, give, and, it, give it to me again. I'll try it again. Give me the setup again. And, and, and then to use it as an opportunity to come after me. That's always going to happen here. I understand that, but but you could at least do it in the context of the show that's based on that relationship. But then that's contrived. No, it what I just did was organic. That that was our natural dynamic. Was me finding a, a sort of a, a an organic, whimsical way of knocking you at and, the knees. And see what I would say as your father. Yeah. It's another example of you not owning your own space. Oh. Perhaps. You know what I mean? Of, of like being su too, look, I'm, I'm very happy and proud that you're, that, uh, that you're a humble. <laughs> no, you are. You're like very, very humble and, 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 you know, grounded. But on the other part of it, it is like, you got to own it, man. You, you, you know, you, 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 you have accomplished something cool and. Yeah. Um, I struggle gotta, with that. I mean, you know, I struggle with that. It's difficult. It's difficult to come from privilege and have a lot of help and connections and uh, simultaneously own, you know, the amount of work and effort that's gotten to you, gotten you to where you are because you kind of have, at least the way my brain works is you have to balance the scales and go, okay, yeah, I've really worked my ass off and I'm really proud of what I've done. And I also need to acknowledge how much help I've gotten along the way. And I think I tend to overcorrect and just stay quiet about that other stuff and just go like, yeah, you know, I'm grateful for the help. Uh, but that's also served me well in my life. I just, I think by default, people expect, you know, quote unquote, Nepo babies to be 
shitheads and a lot of them are. And so I think overcorrecting is better than undercorrecting. I can't argue that. I can't argue that. But I, but like even before you were a, a Nepo baby, <laughs> when you were just a little guy. Before you had done the direct TV commercials, you mean? Was that, that's what made you a Nepo baby? Well, that's when you were famous. Oh. Uh, by the way, that is true. I never felt more famous. It's true. In my career, never have I felt more famous than during those direct TV commercials. Because they aired all the time. I'll give you credit for your acting. I'll say that there was an, there's another moment recently where, you, where it felt like you, you've, you've nearly... I think you've achieved it. I think you're back at that status. And I think it's Atkins. Oh. Nothing, no, nothing on film mm. or, or television. But that ad space, man. That's where it's at, man. You got that down. That's where it's at. You got to have a side hustle. side hustle. Maybe it's your main hustle. It might be. I'm down to clown with that. Does Oscar need to go on the ground? No, Oscar's very happy to be standing up here. He's a good dog. Now, maybe he wants to go down. Let's see. You want to go down? Hang on. We got to put this dog on the floor. Oh, good dog. Go on, he's shedding everywhere. Go on. Oop, there he goes. This humanizes you. This is good for you. Is it? Yeah, well, I mean... Have my pup, pup rune here. All right, so feed me the unstable... Um, let, let's see how I would do this take two. Okay, take two. So, John Owen, are you excited about season two of Unstable? And, you know, the fact is you co-created it and um, are going to be back writing it and finishing up the storylines as well as acting. It's a lot on your plate. How are you preparing? Gosh, well, I'm just so excited to get back to it. Yeah, that's awful. <laughs> you didn't even let me. Well, it's awful. And to get to the, work with you, the, the, you know, to work with the hero of mine. And, and Nobody believes that. Listen, here's the thing. Your, okay. your, your intonation, it's like, when, it's like when, here's the thing. When you start, I always know when you start acting. No, boy. When you start acting, you, your brow froze up. And, but to be clear, and, I'm never acting. And then there's a part of you that sounds angry. That's why I give you the direction. That's why I'm in therapy. Say it, with, say it with a smile. Okay. An interior smile. When you come at it with an interior smile. How about now? You look like George Michael when you put those glasses on. How about now? Where's the camera? You literally, you're dressed like you're in Wham right now. Wham. <laughs> okay, wait. Give it to me one more time and I'm going to do it like um, like I'm here on a press tour. Well, you look a little, because the glasses you're wearing literally are the glasses I wore in 1985. 70 years ago. Vintage parasols. That's what they are, yeah. Yeah, they are vintage parasols. I believe me, I know what they, they are. They might be yours. Actually, they might be. Really? I'm not sure. Where'd you get them? Did you steal them from me? From, I think, mom's closet. No way. Yeah. But, are, but years ago. Years those and years are and my, years ago. Those are my parasols. Is Oscar being loud now? <laughs> He's snapping. Let's see. Let's see how loud he gets during this interview. What is it? Oscar, what is it? Hello, buddy. All right. Um, um, okay, wait. Let me go again. Let me try the third try. Feed it. Shorten, sh truncate your 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 intro. Um, how are you preparing for season two of Unstable, which starts shooting in three weeks? To get to work with you is such an honor that there's very little I I can do. I can't really control myself. I just have been rewatching some of your. Greatest hits. I'm on Atomic Train currently. I just did um, the Christmas shoes before that. And um, what did I do before that? Um, one of I'm, one I'm, of ten Lifetime movies, and I have ten more to go. There's about twenty of them. And what's really incredible about your acting style is how diverse it is. You're always throwing down different moves, yet your face never changes. And I mean that literally. You don't... So like Redford, maybe? No. More like... Like Newman. The way Kim Kardashian's face doesn't change. What about... Like, no, when you're smiling versus when you're not smiling, it's hard to tell the difference. What about, say... So more like a John Wayne thing. Yeah. That seems right. How many... Um, Minus the, like, badassery. What about... a? Uh, so how many how many West Wing episodes did you watch in prep? None. I like that show though. That's something I can like without having seen it. 
If, would, if you weren't on it, I would watch it. It's hard for me to watch that. If you want me to be serious, it's hard for me to watch that. I, It's a serious, very, you know, well-written, high-stakes drama. And then all of a sudden your stupid face pops up. What do you want me to do about that? Well, let me ask you this, though. So it falls into the category of things you like without having seen them, liking it, enjoying it, and with no need to actually ever see it. I think we all have those things. Oh, I was going to say, 100% we do. Sounds great. You know, you go, sounds great. I'm sure it's wonderful. Love it. Don't need to see it. Won't see it. It's the way I feel about the bear. (laughs) I like that. I like that take from you. That's funny from you. I love the bear. I watch the bear and I can watch it and go, yeah, you you don't need to ever see that. I don't. No. And by the way, you, I'm sure you can admit it's a great show. It's a great show. And you've never seen it. Saw the pilot. That was all I needed to I see. Wonder what I wonder that... I mean, there's only so much drama I can take around making a sandwich. Okay, that's a bad take. Is, that, it? is it? Is it? Now you've moved it? into a bad take area because that's there's more to it than that. It's a... It's like any great show. It's there's a, a lot of... There's a lot of agita about getting a sandwich made in that pilot. That's all I can tell you. But it's... You know, it's a it's a physical sort of representation and metaphor of what he's going through as a character. Oh, I see. No, mm. it's great. It's it's. I don't I don't watch much. No. Um, well, you don't have a lot of time. You're busy. I'm busy painting now. <laughs> Where else can you go surfing and skiing in the same day? Or check out a world-class art museum and camp out under a brilliant night sky. Same day. Or hike through the redwoods and get a luxury spa treatment. There's only one answer. California. No matter where you go across this state, you will find a way to play. Look, I love California. Um, And I have not yet surfed and skied in the same day, although I do do both. So that is on my bucket list. It's the most beautiful place in the world. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. So I came home to a little gift in my bathroom the other day from our friends at Harry's. To get what you want, you have to challenge the status quo and blaze your own trail. You know who challenged the status quo? Harry's. They saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry and decided they had something better to offer. So instead of charging the same old ridiculous prices, Harry's found a way to make their beautifully designed razors, and they are beautiful, for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. Exceptional products, honest prices. That's Harry's. They have the highest customer satisfaction in shaving history and a no-risk trial. Don't like your shave? No worries. It's on them. Convenient subscription options that you can cancel at any time. And Harry's also has other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors. Richly lathering, skin-softening body wash and scents like Redwood, Wildland, and Stone. And an extra high-quality, amazing-smelling deodorant for just five bucks. I love their stuff. I'm so impressed by Harry's products. All of it. It's all good. Don't settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash rob. That's harrys.com slash rob for a $3 trial set. I love fast cars, but there aren't a ton of high-performance EVs. They're certainly out here there. But when I when I get a chance to get behind the wheel of one, it's I love it. And I was blown away by the Kia EV6 GT. When you get behind the wheel of the Kia, it, it is literally like being in a state-of-the-art rocket ship, but also comfortable. The thing goes from zero to 60 in 3.4 seconds. It is the premium driving experience. And of course, it's an EV. So the climate thanks you. SiriusXM provides access to over 165 channels in the vehicle. Music, sports, news, Comedy, Yacht Rock, let's go. Little little Steely Dan going in your Kia, come on now. So check it out today. It is the all-electric Kia EV6 GT. I had a blast checking it out. Believe me, you should do it yourself via kia.com slash 
EV6. To learn more, that is kia.com slash EV6. Kia, movement that inspires. So what what, what is the, your major grievance you have with me as a father? Let's just get it out. Let's pretend this is the, what is it, the red table? Wow, I'm surprised is? you know that reference. Hey man, I'm hip. I'm with it. Um, I'm cool. My, I'm hip. Who's that? Is that Lorne Michaels? Dr. Evil. Right. So Lorne Michaels. Um, my main qualm with you as a father is that you, I don't know, maybe that you tried to get me to, you were so, you said, I have such strong hair genes. I need to make sure you carry that baton. So you wanted me to go to a hair doctor when I was 21 to make sure my hair was strong. That might be one of them. Yeah. That's it. Just, yeah, Yeah. for sure. Okay. Now here's my, my qualm with you. If you could see yourself right now. (laughs) I forgot I have the sunglasses on. Yeah, that's better. There's only one person who gets to wear sunglasses all the time and talk to people. We know who that is. Dion. Stevie Wonder? Deion Sanders. <laughs> Deion's the man. Deion Prime. Coach Prime gets to wear his sunglasses whenever he wants. By the way, talk about a father-son relationship that's badass. Yeah. I, his I'm, son might, he'll be a Heisman candidate. For sure. Um, oh. And look at me. Oh, what a good dog. He's just sleepy. Um, this is just. Talk Talk to me yeah. uh, more about me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Talk, so it's like a family dinner. Talk to me about me and what I'm like to, what's it like to stand and, and behold me standing in the light of a, of a movie camera? Like What the fuck kind of question is that? That is so unhinged. <laughs> and I know it was like partially a bit, but it, there was enough reality in that, that it really bummed me out. To behold you? I don't know. <laughs> in front of a movie camera or whatever did you say? It was stupid. <laughs> it was one of those bits that fell apart. As really it was fell coming, apart. As it was coming I out couldn't even. This was coming out of my mouth. It was falling apart. Myself. All right, try again. Take uh, two. What, um, what, uh, what, if anything, did you learn working with me as an actor? Better question. Uh, my serious answer to that might be that you are more professional than I had thought you might be. Hmm. Interesting. In the sense that you, you, when you come to set, although you are, your life is generally chaotic and you have a sort of disgruntled nature about you. When someone, you know, says, take your mark and, or whatever and, and then calls action, you're, you're present in a way that is, it was almost like, oh, there he is. <laughs> and then they call cut and it's like, you know, your seventh cup of coffee and a sleep mask and you're in your trailer. And, and, mm-hmm. and then they wake you up as a human being again to go, you know, I mean, you've been acting for what? My bit is always to be like 70 years, but how long has it actually been? Well, I mean, the first time I started acting, I was eight. Don't do that. Like, when's the first time you you were in front of a camera acting? Getting paid yeah. professionally. Yeah. Uh, I was 13. So what? 50-ish years? Yeah. Around 50. Yeah. That's a long time. It's a long time. It's a long time. It's a lot of time in the saddle. What do they say about how many hours? 10,000. 10,000. You definitely, you far surpassed that. For sure. And you look like you have too. But you just told me my face didn't change. I don't know. I can't keep my bed straight. I know you really can't. Um, what do you want to know about me? Who are you dating? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, back to you. No, you opened it up. Uh, dating myself right now. Oh, don't give me that. Yeah, exactly. I know when I call you and you're like, yeah, um... Can I can I call you back? I'm, my, I'm just I'm just walking the the dog. I I know that's not I can't true. Wait. I, here's my here's, and I also know when 
I call you and go, what are you doing? I call you at home. You're like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just hanging out. Um, yeah. Can I call? I just want to call you right back. I'm just finishing something up. The dog is j- jumping, jumping and yelling. I have him trained to do that when you're asking stupid questions. Why are you jumping up here like a fish? Um, first of all, how dare you? <laughs> we might need to, <laughs> you may need to go not in here for a little bit. Take him in there. Maybe Miguel should come walk him. Is that a possibility? Yeah, I'm gonna. Tell I did. Him. I did just feed him, so he okay, must have a lot of energy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna text. And he, you're a good boy. You're a very good boy. I'm calling Miguel right now. I see. I, I like when the podcast gets like this. It's like it's real. Yeah. Hey man, this shit's real. Hey Miguel, can can you come get Oscar in the studio? He needs a walk. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Mm. Um, so to answer your question. I'm also, I mean, you know, why I think of it, I'm calling your mother. Oh my God. Let's get her on the show. Please don't. People have been clamoring to have her back. <sighs> Hello? Hi. Um, you're on the, you're on the podcast now with me and Johnny live. Um, what Johnny is trying to tell me that he doesn't have a girlfriend. Honestly. Or I... that he's not dating. He's dating himself. He just said. So Johnny's his own girlfriend now. Well, that's kind of what he's implying. He's just implying that he's like, like he's some monk. Are you cel- are you telling me you're celibate? I can't. First of all, this whole conversation is so boring to me with about Johnny and who he's dating because the redundancy of um, our curiosity and his uh, and his aloofness about it has finally desensitized me. Well, I don't know if she can hear me, but most of this conversation has been aloof. Yeah, well, I'm, but I'm always interested, always interested in hearing about Johnny. I just <laughs> wish that he'd meet a nice girl. I mean, you know, you imagine? girls probably are nice, but one that's more compatible for him. And it exists out there. Although I don't know how people date anymore, Rob, do you? No. I mean, there's probably really nice dating services like, you know, Bumble. Are you on Bumble? Are you on Bumble? Or, or what's the other one? Just... Let me, let me Raya, know, Raya. Let me know when this whole you on Raya? bit is over. It's not a, this is no bit. This is, I'm deadly serious. What about your 30-year-old son? We're, he's not on the podcast today. You are. I got time, man. Cheryl, you'll let, he's wearing the exact same outfit he was in. That's not true. I've he was kn- at the house. I have exact the same, same shirt outfit. on. Exact same outfit. She's quiet. She, she's literally stunned beyond words. Oh, she's yeah. <laughs> amazing. That, that was that amazing. is a sign. That's a sign. That's amazing. You can't make it up. Okay. It's too good. Um, well, look, I'll say this much. I am excited to get back to Unstable, and here's why. I think in the second season, you will realize that there's so much more to be made fun of about you. But it's not a one-joke show. It's not, but to, in many ways, to me, um, it is. <laughs> because it's cathartic for me. And so I get to go in and just pretend. Even when I'm not, and, and it's very very little of my scenes without you actually have anything to do with you. But not up here. Because I get to just remember that in many ways, I sold a show that is just about humiliating you. I don't think it's about that. Well, Okay. I don't. I don't think it's about that. I think it's. Oh my God, it's your mother. Hang on. What does she want? She wants to be on the podcast again. Hi. Ask her if she wants to take How over. How could you guys hang up on me? We didn't hang up. You hang, hung up on us. No, I could never hang up on you. Did we figure out if if there's a leak in the house? By the way, really quickly. Oh, that's putting it mildly. Really? Yeah, we're gonna have to move out. <laughs> You're not kidding, are you? <laughs> nope. I knew it. I told you. Uh, am I on the podcast right now? You're on the podcast right now. I am? Yeah. Why are we boring people with this, like stuff about leaks? Um, this is like so a day in our life. No. <laughs> I know. Just the I mean, fun, quirky stuff. I'm just so interested in John Owen. And the fact is, if it takes being on a podcast to be able to hear anything about him, I'm, I'm okay, fine. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is, this is, he's here. He's a captive audience and we can ask him anything. All right. All right. So that's not I true. I can mind. leave. It's not redundant. Although like the redundant, redundant part about it is getting shot down every time you ask. 
So land the plane, Cheryl. Land the plane. What? Don't it keeps stealing? Going to slide? Stop it! Find your own one. Um, okay, I'm landing the helicopter. So Johnny, tell me, what is your ideal from starting from the the, the spirit part inside out? What? What is your yeah, ideal? What is your ideal? Ideal what? Breakfast cereal? Person? Movie role? What? What do you mean? Okay. What, what, can you, well, I'm starting over. I don't yeah. want to get like I don't want to get nailed here by you guys. Yeah. Um, what's your idea of somebody you would be interested in? Um, like you know, not just dating, but getting to know better. What are some of the some of the personality traits you're looking for? <sighs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to. I hate this. Know. This has now gotten too real. <laughs> Get her All off right. the phone. All right. I, I'll call you later. Let me ask you this, Johnny. Do you want somebody who is funny? Of course he does. Of course. Who doesn't? Oh, this is not your interview. Well, but this is what he does. Of course he wants okay. somebody who's funny. He wants it. Well, some people don't want people funny. They what? Want some funny. people don't want people funny. Some people they want don't people want, serious. Okay. Some people don't somebody, want people funny. Sometimes. Do you want somebody that is um, you have to looking sp- for a family? All right. No, okay, all right. That's bye. It. All right, bye. All right, okay. You're, we're done now. All right. I love you, but that's 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 the end of it. Um, well, I hope you had fun. I can't wait to to call my publicist after this and say, make sure they cut that one part. There's no, no, there's no cutting. I no. love There's There's no cutting. And this is, this is what it is. What's the most painful? Tell me, I know what I want to ask you. Yeah. I want to ask you about, t- tell everybody about the time, mm. the genius Fred Armisen, who's, mm. who's on our show and who we love dearly. I think, I think Fred Armisen, he's for sure one of the funniest people I've ever worked with, for sure. He's one of the funniest people in, in the world. How hard it was for you to keep a straight face working with Fred. Well, that was dream casting for us. And, yeah, and we had, totally. we had written that role. I was in, we were literally in the writer's room talking, using his voice as a, as the sort of model for that character. So when we got him, I was giddy. And I think that's the, one of the rare times in my life where like you manage your expectations, but they're still sky high and they're met and exceeded. He's so nice and so funny. And he has this thing I, I imagine it's from must be from Saturday Night Live or whatever, where he picks on the person who will break, and that is me. Yes. And so I had there were many times where I had a tough time keeping a straight face, but there was one scene in particular in the seventh episode where look at that memory, mm. like an elephant, um, where it's his exit and it's not scripted, and he just casually, you know, during one of our takes, grabbed a plate of food that was in front of me. And sort of like jingled it in my face and walked out. And I thought that was so funny. And then I thought, okay, great. It was a funny bit. We're done with that. And then he got bigger and bigger with it every time. And I have a, rec- <laughs> a recording of it on my phone. But you can hear our director, Mark Buckland. They call cut, not because I'm laughing. And he goes, Johnny, Johnny, please. We just need one take. <laughs> <laughs> just give us one where you can keep it together. Yeah. So I'm still learning. You do a very good job of, of not breaking. That's another takeaway I had. I was I was surprised by that. Cuz I know how funny you think Fred is. Oh, one I I remember I cuz I remember the last time I did a scene where I I literally couldn't keep it together it was with Dana Carvey and Dana's also one of the funniest people who who ever lived. For sure. And it's a scene in Wayne's World where I surprised Garth in his basement and and Dana is building a robotic hand hmm. for no reason. And he was just in, in they, they both get that glint in that. The, the common yeah. theme is they both get a glint in their eye. Blood they, in the water. Where they, where they smell blood in the water. Yeah. And they are not going to rest until they've broken you. Yeah. Yeah. Fred, Fred definitely did that to me. There was that scene where you, second episode where you guys are, where you meet his character and, and he's going, <laughs> What's he saying? He goes, uh, we're talking, well, about let's, let's talk about, talking about what's going on here. Let's, let's talk about what's going on. And then he was doing this gigantic, for people who can't see, doing like a huge loop with his hand and then pointing it at my chest and going, let's talk about what's going on in here. And then I had a line after that and I could never get to it because he would start like Scooby-Doo inspecting my face. I'm like, <laughs> it was so, or how about, tell me, 
Tell me, tell me. That makes me laugh every time. I don't know why. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. The like little mannerisms and struggling to get a, a phrase up. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Well, I think he, you know, it, people always talk about what's funny and what makes somebody funny. And it can be different for different people, but there's a group that are of people who are just naturally, they can look at you and, yeah. you, and you can laugh. They They're, just have something about them. An energy. An energy for sure. And, and you definitely don't have that. I don't. I'm no. I'm I'm what they would call a character uh, actor. No, it's like in, in comedy like a I can't believe like you a, let that slide. What? Character no, I, I consider that a compliment. Really? Okay. Well no, oh yes. Mm. A character actor trapped in a leading man's body is Oh, is, that's how you get that's how you sell it to yourself. Got it. It I I I think it's I think I think that I'm looking at your body right now and it doesn't look like a leading man's body. I know, that's why I'm going on the bone broth. Man, do something. I don't. Don't you worry. When the bell rings, I'll be ready. Get in the gym. Don't you worry. I don't know what else to say. Well, let's see what you look like when you're my age. <laughs> Probably like you, unfortunately. Well, let's hope you have your hair. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, what else? I got? Tell me. Tell me this. What's it like uh, in L.A. No. being a single? You know actor doing his thing in LA. What's that like for you? Well, first of all, I don't consider myself a single actor. That's just, that's, I'll never be that. That I first, I'm a writer first and foremost. Good. Just put some respect on my name. Good. I like that. Not that I have anything against actors. I, I grew up with one as a parent um, and I'm friends with many, but uh, for me, I'm, I, I, I started writing. So that's, that's, you know, it's writer slash actor, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. Yep. And to, right now is a great time to, to, you know, I'm just, I have a lot of time to write and to be creative. It's, you know, painting this year has been incredible. And like we talked about, it's, that's the new outlet for me since I'm on, I, I, I was on strike for the majority of this year. And other than that, you know, I got my first home this year and, and, and um, I've been, what do they call it? Cocooning. Mm. and nesting. I hate those words. But it's the truth. And just kind of, here's the, the young LA man. I've just been posted up, man. Posted up. It's been posted up. You've been posted up. I've been posted. And um, that's really all I got for you. Um, Why don't you give me like I'm, no, I'm, I'm moving one hard-hitting question. I was just about to do that. Let's hear it. So, um, you're very open about being in recovery, as, sure. as am I. How many years you got now? Five and change. I had five on April 1st. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, how, what's the biggest difference in your life that being sober and in recovery has given you? Biggest difference. It's hard to or pick. Or gift. Let's put it that way. Sure. It's hard to pick the biggest. There's so many. My life is completely different. Maybe, you know, being present on a day-to-day -day basis, liking myself, um, being able to spend time alone with myself. I would just say there's a, there's a curiosity and, and, and optimism towards life that I carry with me now that I was just, I had no access to before I was sober. Um, and a relationship to God and, you know, I was always a, 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 a sensitive, sort of sympathetic, empathetic person, but I, I've found in recovery that I can be present for others, which is like, you know, that's the purpose of, of life. So, yeah, I would just say having, you know, a positive purpose is the biggest difference. And what's it for you? I mean, it's 30-something it's years. 33 for me. And what would you say? I mean, it's got to be hard to go back. Oh, yeah. remember that, but... If you could. I, I always say just it's a blanket statement and there's a lot of subheadings underneath it, but just the difference is in sobriety, I'm able to show up for life. You know, to show up for... for okay, now go off script. What's the most, what's like a more vulnerable way of saying that, do you think? Well, I'm curious. I'm not, I'm not even I know, putting, I, trying to press you. Um to be a partner to people and to 
be present. It's in many ways the same thing you're saying to be present and keep my side of the 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 street and my um you know in, in a place where I can have I I can have the, the relationships and friendships and 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 work and 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 th- that I that I aspire to have and and uh, to be equal to the people in my life. Sure, that's Does a that ba- make sense. That makes sense. I think just holistically, I would. I like this because this is a blend of me getting to, to to pick at you, but also this is somewhat this is this is grounded and real. Is like I would challenge you to go off script more with what you the way you talk because you're so. I'm trying not to swear. You're so you know. Um, you've been famous for forty years, and you've been in the public eye, and and you you're very human and behind the scenes. But I think like you know when you ask me in all seriousness, do I listen to the podcast? Like, it's a great podcast. I'm sure it's great. That's the thing I don't need to listen to to know it's great. But if there were moments where I could hear you being, you know, your, your most vulnerable, those would be, those would be the moments that would keep me, I would be like, oh, as your son, I want to hear that. And I've, I've heard them in pockets. In fairness, I'm not a good sort of judge for this because I would have to listen to them to go, yeah, you do it. But um, at least just in the, in the sort of minor example of what just occurred, I get, you know, like what was your first answer? <laughs> it's like, it's easier. Some, some sort of like very, you know, manicured but well said statement and then I press you on it and then it's like, oh, let me think about that. And then that's when you actually say something. Hmm. You sound like one of the guys in my men's group. Look, man, I'm just so evolved. They always say the same thing. That's that's the rap on me. That's for sure. Like that's that's the rap. Yeah, go deeper. Well, it's not that it's not deep. It's just my way of communicating. Your way of communicating, for sure. I, again, and I st- I think that that's fair. Is I think you're. It's not that you're. What you're saying is BS or anything. It's just the way you're communicating it. Sometimes, uh, you know. I think people close to you might go like, well, I've heard you say that before in that exact phraseology. So give me something more real for this moment. Hmm. You yeah. schmuck. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand. I, I, I get that. I do. I do get that. Um, Look, it's hard being a character actor in a leading man's body. I'm sure. It's not for everyone. No, I can't imagine. I w- wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. It's not for everyone. Um, Trapped. So, where do you see yourself in thirty minutes? <laughs> this is, by the way, this is a question that is such a hack question yeah. that I've never asked it in the history of doing this podcast. And that's how brutal this one is for you. you but gotta I, go, no, no, you no. gotta go to the grab bag. <laughs> no, but I'm asking it of you because I really do want to know. Okay, where what are the goals for your life? Where do you see yourself in the next five years? We have to remember that I'm answering this. To my dad on a very public podcast. Well, I'm doing it. So with that. Do you think I would ever ask you that? In in a in at home? No. I wouldn't, would I? Son, what are your goals? I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy, pal. I mean, by the way, I pro- I probably should be. I don't know. I think there's a lot of dads that, that do that. I mean, I know there are. Maybe I know there are. For sure there are. Son, tell me your goal. Where I'd like to yeah, I mean, could it sure. be us? Could be us. No, I said couldn't be. <laughs> no, it's not us. Um, my goals, where do I want to be? I um I wanna have learned from my mistakes and be you know, I'm I, I'll say this much. I'm so grateful that I have the opportunity to to make a living doing what I do. I love it so much. I really don't. I'm excited. You know, I'm excited for Monday on Saturday and Sunday. I'm like looking forward to the week. And even when I'm not, you know, on a, a an official job, if that means just like Monday through Friday is some goal I've set for myself writing wise or, you know, exciting meetings with new people and, and all that creativity that comes around that. I feel blessed that that is my career. And so in that, in many ways my goal is to maintain that um and stay and keep that attitude and not not ever get jaded or anything um you know there's the more common tangible ones i want to have a family i want to have kids and 
Um, I want to be able to support them. Um, and then there's the fun ones. I want to, um, you know, I'd like to live in a different country at some point, which is maybe shocking for you to hear. Yeah, I don't like you, to go you, anywhere. Yeah, you, wait, 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 what? <laughs> I know. But that's like 30s. That's like late 30s. I want to like uproot for like a year. I know. I can't get you to go anywhere. Yeah. Well, that's with you. Um, that's true. Uh, the you, art art is a new development. I want to, I'd like to have no timetable on this, but I'd like to be able to display that at some point and, and show people the stuff I've made. Um, I'd like to uh, have seven dogs. Seven dogs? I don't know. A lot of dogs. I want to run a dog farm at some point. Yeah, I hear you. Yep. And, we have um, we have five dogs already. Five of them. You basically have a dog farm. Yeah. And um I want to drive a Range Rover. A Range Rover? <laughs> G-Wagon, fine. Whatever. A G-Wagon. Yeah. I want to be cool. I can't wait to be one of the cool kids. Keep working on it. Oh, it's so bad. Keep working on it. You keep wearing those persols. Yeah, this is all an act. Your mom's decided you started driving because we there was a phase where you were, when you were young, where mm. you, you were mini Justin Bieber, although you always denied it, but you were. There's no getting around no it. No shame in that. Yeah, you know, no, I JB was the man. Yeah, but you, you were like, no, I don't. But you had the the swirl. Remember when he had like the Ted Koppel hold haircut? Hold on, hold on. Watch this. From Nightline, you know, he had that bad comb over bang thing he was doing. Yeah, that. For those of you that can't see, I'm, I'm flicking it's my just, hair. It's just a, just a really horrendous bang like like Dennis the Menace hairdo almost okay get to your point okay please. so you were, you were that for a long time yeah and then you you then you started dressing like Patrick Schwarzenegger for a Whoa. long time cool. yeah. just stray shots at Pat no I love Pat, but Pat and me by the way whatever he and I are used okay. to taking collateral okay. damage so, together so you used to dress like Patrick Schwarzenegger and now your mom's like you know he's dressing like that artist Devin whoa this is all making I'm 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 insulted. It's all as if all my my style is so derivative. Maybe I'm just doing my own thing. But my favorite, she goes, "Don't you notice the way he's the way he's wearing his hats?" Oh God, not so, the hats. Yeah, it's it's the way you're wearing your hat. But don't you know the great the great conundrum of life that we all experience is like, when will mom not have a problem with what I'm doing? Never, ever. That's what they do. I could take the hats off. And then it would be something else. That is true. You know, let that be the the title of this podcast. But it is an interesting. You're and wearing a hat right now, Chief. But I'm not wearing it the way you're wearing it. Yeah. First of all, what I do like is you've got the Robert Redford move of the hair below the brim on your forehead. I frequently do that. I can't. I can't pull that off. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm. And Robert Redford, he did it with with cowboy hats. Yeah, like in Butch and Sundance. He was. He looked great. So sick. Yeah. He was the man. So sick. Wait, hang on. I could try it. Well, try this, it. It's not really a visual medium. Should I try it? Don't look. Yeah. Yeah, I'm it might as well be. And my hair's long enough to do it too. Hang on. Yeah, and gray enough. Oh my god. <laughs> that is profoundly disturbing to me. Is that? Is that? Anything? That's the is worst it, thing I've ever seen. It's so bad that it's making me want to now not ever wear my hair like that. You look like Matthew, kind of. Oh really? You really actually do. I almost want to take a photo of you. Take a photo. You look like Matthew. I've never, I've never turned down the chance for anybody to take a photo That's of me. That's for sure true. What? Look at me. <laughs> what? That's a close friend story right there. I mean, I don't know. By the way, I roasted, I, I, I flamed you. I don't think you know about. Do you know what close friends is on Instagram stories? Yes, it's your, it's, it's a stories for close friends. I mean, it is as one would think it would be. Sounds like you just piece that together, but. I, I put this photo up, and I can send it so that they can show it. But I'll describe it for those listening. It was when we were looking at uh, your new construction site and you chose to wear, what are these bad boys? Solomon, Solomon's, these things. Yeah. These shoes, they are all time dad shoes. And uh, not cool. Because dad shoes can be cool now. But those are, are John, things. those are hiking shoes. That's all they are. And they are terrible. What are you supposed to wear if you're going hiking? We weren't hiking. We weren't even close to hiking. You look old, man. You know who wears those shoes? Who? Chad Lowe. But that's my guy. 
You can't. Oh, oh, okay. So it's okay for Chad Lowe to wear them. That's my guy. You but when speak I wear no them, Ill will on Chad Lowe. I'm not speaking. I love my brother, but but he wears them, and you don't say anything. I wear them, and they're da- old man. The, the dad difference shoes. is Chad has what we, as the kids like to say, Chad has drip. You have no drip. I have no drip. None. Is that like? Sh- is that, like, is, is, is that like Riz? Dry. What about my Riz? You have no Riz either, I would say. I don't know. No drip, no Riz. No drip. That's, that might, well, there's our title. No drip, no Riz. Yeah, he's so happy we just got a title, guys. Let's lock it up. I mean. No drip, no Riz. You don't have either, is the truth. And and you did maybe at one point. I see. I, I, think, I think I disagree, and I think there are people in America. You're right. You never had drip or Riz. That might, might disagree. I can't wait for the comments. <sighs> All of my friends' moms. Oh boy, it's getting ugly. That's always what it is. Is I tell them this is. is um, I like how I'm not even talking to you anymore. <laughs> I'm just talking into the podcast. I'm like, this is how it always is with him. I, it's like you know we're walking on the street and some young, young man or young you know cute girl will come up and oh my god, and I can see you kind of get excited. It's like my my mom's in this store over here. Can you just wait two seconds? She's your biggest fan. That's always what it is. Um, and then you like to say this thing. Well, every generation reads The Outsiders and watches The Outsiders. And so I always have a new generation of people that are fig- figuring out That's who what I, I was am. just about to say. I, I was actually just about to say These that. These stories that you only tell your friends. I've heard them all. Because you're my friend. That's sweet. I like that. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, all parents tell the same stories to their kids. I know. My dad does the same thing. The same story. <laughs> I don't know if he knows he's telling the same stories. <laughs> oh, shots fired at poor, poor grandpa. Grandpa's the man. Oh, grandpa. I love grandpa. Well, Chunk. don't worry. Grandpa, not only does he not know that I have a podcast, no. he wouldn't know where to find it. And sure wouldn't. You could, I could tell my dad 5,000 times. Hey, what are you hey, doing? Hey, Robbie. Hey, what are you, hey. What are you doing now? Well, what are I'm you just, up to these days? Well, I so- just did a bunch of podcasts. Oh, a, a pod, you're doing a podcast. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah that's good. Oh, that's oh, great. It's so good. Well, I'd like to know about that. Was he that. Ronald Reagan? Yeah. Well, there you go again. Kind of, yeah, a little With Ronald your Reagan. your podcast. You and your podcast. Um, anything, anything you want to ask me before we wrap up? Well, if it means it's moving the wrap up closer, closer, mm. then I'm into it. Um, was mom a better guest than me? She was great. Your mother was great. I mean, honestly- a, she was great. I knew she would be great. Your mom's a born reality TV star. She would have been a ginormous. But she freezes up. No, she doesn't. There's no cameras. With cameras around, she freezes up. Oh, interesting. I don't know, man. Your mom would have been a huge reality star. And she's been asked many times to do it. Um, is, that and, was very like Trumpian of you. She would have been an amazing reality star. She's asked many times. She has many times. She doesn't no. want to do it. She doesn't want to. She says there's too and many lights. A lot lights. of people like her and a lot of people. She think. says it's really crazy. And it's what's crazy. It's what's crazy. She made a lot of money. You but, have that. You have a little like Trump speak in you. In, in that, I'm like, what is he saying? <laughs> you know, he's saying it. What? What? What do I do? Um. Well, you'll do. You know, you'll go. Tell me. You know, it's like tell me about the the what it's like living in LA as a young single mm-hmm. something. And then you'll go, well, and, 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 and what I want to know is, um, and what does that mean for you? And all of a sudden we're six questions in and where, and where about, where do you see yourself and what, what is the time? What's the timeline for you? And I'm like, well, what fucking question are we asking? See, I just think that's an in-depth question. I just think it's bad. Hmm. Like your hair. I know you're right. I had to get this hair thing out of my get face. Get it off, please. There you go. Um, well, okay. Um, yep. Think of rack your brain. This is it. This is why I usually, I'll never be back. This is why I have notes usually. Well, don't, no, notes would help me. Don't squander this. Notes would help me. You caught me in a it, rare ex- moment. Explain. Just explain to me, and then we will end with this. Explain to me your obsession with John Stamos. You explain it. Because I have a lot of questions. Why? Why are you forever? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you're always doing. What you, you don't know what I'm talking about? You took our family Christmas card this year and replaced my face of our family by our Christmas tree with John Stamos's face. From what I can tell from that photo that I posted, that is our family Christmas card. 
I don't know what you're talking about. So you're going to take this bit into Andy Kaufman reality. I don't know what you're talking level, about. Lo- level. All I know is that Stamos has an incredible body of work and I respect him. I, I, I'm not, I, I don't sleep on Johnny Stamos, but and, I just don't understand. he's a good dad. I don't, yeah, I don't understand why I'm always Johnny Stamos to you. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't see. Is it that thing like when I was a kid, when I saw like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid or Jimmy Conn and the Godfather and they reminded me of my father? It's is not that, that deep. I just don't know what you're talking about. Well, Stamos's face, your face, it is what it is. You know? It's the same thing. And I'll tell you one thing. What's that? Stamos might have drip and he might have riz. Well, I'm going to work on my drip and riz. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's been real. I look forward to season two with you. Do you? I do. I I'm kidding. I do too. It's going to be so much fun. Um, what is the cough button? Hit it. It makes you cough. <laughs> Did you hear me cough? Whoa. You're living the high life in here, man. I do. This is a professional this is podcast legit. studio. Who did, how did they let you get away with all this? I told you. Well, if you ever listen to this podcast, you know it's actually really good. Oh, maybe another time. Maybe another time. I'll listen to this one. I'm kidding. No good. Well, I like it. I like it to listen to this one. Um, anything else we should cover? You're feeling happy? They're like, get him out of here. <laughs> Johnny Lowe? Thank you for coming on the podcast. Let this be the first one you listen to of many. Thank you, sir. I'll see you uh, tonight at dinner. No. <laughs> I'll where, see you later. Where are we going for lunch? I'm down. Honestly, you can hear my stomach. I'm so starving. Hungry. Well, starving. We sure earned it. All right, let's go to lunch. Well, he kind of behaved himself. I think he kind of, it could have been so much worse, really. Um, but I got to say, I love having this guy around. It's just the best. It's such a dream to be able to work with your kids. I mean, I know some of you out there get to work with your kids and have family businesses and you know what it's like. It's, it's really, really, really extraordinary. Looking for a sparkling clean bathroom without so much hassle? Wet and forget. Weekly Shower Cleaner is here to revolutionize your cleaning future. Just spray today, rinse tomorrow, and voila! Enjoy a sparkling clean shower and tub without any scrubbing. It's the secret to a hassle-free clean bathroom that many are discovering. With over 33,000 five-star reviews, Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner has proven its effectiveness on shower glass, fixtures, tiles, and more, ensuring everything shines with minimal effort. This product has gained a loyal following thanks to its once-a-week application that makes it a standout in the cleaning aisle. Join the ranks of satisfied users who enjoy more me time and less clean time with Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner, available at Amazon, Lowe's, Menards, Home Depot, and Ace Hardware. It's the perfect choice for anyone wanting to simplify their cleaning routine. Don't miss out on a chance to transform your bathroom cleaning with just one application a week. Pick up a bottle of Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner today and join the thousands who've already made the switch to Effortless Clean. The weather is getting warmer. It's time to ditch the jackets and sweaters for shorts and tees. But there's no need to waste money on clothes that only last one season with Quince. Now you can get high quality pieces that never go out of style you'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts for $30, performance polos, and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering with the top factories, Quince cuts out the middleman and passes the savings directly onto you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. My producer recently made an order for Quince, and here's what he had to say. I'm really excited to revamp my closet with Quince. I cannot wait for my items to arrive from Quince. You know, I'm a sweater guy. I was looking at that burgundy cashmere crew neck. I love the blue chore jacket. Maybe I'll throw some joggers in there. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash rob for free shipping on your order 
and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Rob to get free shipping and 360-day returns. Quince dot com slash Rob. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been listening to Literally long enough, you'll know that I am a big believer in getting the help you need. Therapy has been a big, big, big part of my life and something I think we should be all doing as needed, just like checking the oil on your car. I've spoken about this and we all carry around different stressors, big and small. We keep them bottled in and it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get the things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Rob Lowe today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash Rob Lowe. All right, you know what time it is. It's time to check the lowdown line. Hello, you've reached literally in our lowdown line where you can get the lowdown on all things about me, Rob Lowe. 323 570 4551. So have at it. Here's the beep. Hey, Rob, this is Joey from New York. I was wondering, with The Outsiders being adapted as a musical for Broadway, is there another film or television show that you've been a part of that you think should also get a Broadway musical adaptation? I'd love to see Wayne's World. Thanks. Well, I do think Lin-Manuel Miranda would make a great version of a musical of The West Wing. Um, I know that he was inspired by The West Wing. And in fact, during his last performance... In Hamilton, the orchestra, as a surprise for him, at his last curtain call, played the West Wing theme. So, for sure. Uh, and by the way, they should do that. That's, that's a legit show idea they should do. Um, I'll be interested to see, by the way, how this Outsiders thing goes. I, I, I have, I have, I've heard it's great, and I've heard it's awful. Um, no middle ground. So, be interesting to see how that turns out. But um, in the meantime, Musical West Wing, I think that sounds good. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, I really appreciate it. And please don't forget uh, to download all of our episodes and subscribe. Um, and we will have many more coming next time on Literally. You've been listening to Literally with Rob Lowe, produced by me, Nick Liao, with help from associate producer Sarah Bagar. Research by Alyssa Grawl, editing by Jerron Ferguson. Engineering and Mixing by Rich Garcia. Our executive producers are Rob Lowe for Low Profile, Adam Sachs, Jeff Ross, and myself for Team Coco, and Colin Anderson for Stitcher. Booking by Deirdre Dodd, music by Devin Bryant. Special thanks to Hidden City Studios. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Literally with Rob Lowe. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s. 1975, to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks.